Welcome to the Ellie and Bex podcast. We'd like to thank all of you for listening. I mean, seriously, thank you. The Feel Good Podcast, Ellie and Bex, 91.9 CFM. Hello, podcaster. Welcome. Oh, you're beatboxing over there, bro. You know what I knew, what I learned out of today's show, Eleanor? What's that, bro? Don't piss off a postie. Don't piss off a postie. So no. true. Most posties are delightful people. Yeah, they are. But like in any job, when you go too far, the public are a little bit of mm. pain in the butt. One of our listeners was a postie for everyone a day and how he, what he did passive aggressively to get back to, uh, against uh, someone who on his route, mm. who was a bit of a tool, I think was genius. I'd like to be a postie. Oh, no, you have to get up Would super you? early, don't you? Every, the last I do the time afternoon shift. Last time you were on a bike, you fell off and yeah. you were in hospital. I scooted to work today, though, and I didn't fall off. On an e-scooter. Yeah. I could e-scoot my delivery, my paper route. Okay, this is great. Okay. Oh, well, I'm always copying criticism for not putting into the openers of the podcast, and when I do, we go on I'm a 30-second jaunt around spitballing. Okay, good. Enjoy! <laughs> Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM. Um, if any of the management from Australia Zoo are listening right now, yeah, or, or Wildlife HQ, yeah, yeah. Um, then I may have a good tip for them. Ways to increase <laughs> they've numbers all, They've to the all zoos. just tuned out straight away, haven't they? <laughs> hey, you know I'm a, tell us. I'm a savvy business person. Please, no, actually, before you go into that, as is customary, please give me your, your history as to why you're a... a savvy businesswoman. Savvy businesswoman. I own a car. It's not much of a car, is it? No, let's be honest. Paid off. Thank you very much. Well, savvy. Very savvy. Sorry, honestly, just, you know, it's just for everyone. <laughs> I just just had to get that, that little baseline there. So can we move on? What more credentials do you need? Some. Um, a zoo in China has mm-hmm. gone viral. Yes. Because some footage and pictures have emerged from one of their enclosures, uh-huh. right, of the Malaysian sun bear. Okay. Right. You think oh, I want to go see a Malaysian sun bear? That Why sounds not? Like a bit of fun. Never, um, never heard of him before this. The problem is, I've just sent you the photo that oh. ha- one of the photos that has emerged. Fair thing. That's a bloke in a bear. <laughs> that is what people are <laughs> that saying. That is a bloke in a that. Come on, that's that's two steps away from you know it's book week in China. You know what I mean? It's book right. week, and someone is a Winnie the Pooh fan. And they've teed up that fair. That cannot be for real. It does look exactly like a human because it's got like a saggy butt. Exactly. It's got a dad bod. <laughs> it's, it's standing like, on its hind legs. Just about see the keys to the car. <laughs> and the video that, it, that has emerged yeah. has the so-called bear standing up on its hind legs and waving at tourists. Oh, come on now. But no. The zoo has come out yeah, and, and said, said yep. absolutely not. In fact, they've issued a statement, and I love this. This must be mm. the English translation of the statement because it's using some yeah. big words. When it comes to bears, the first thing that comes to mind is a huge figure and amazing power. But not all bears are behemoths uh-huh. and danger personified. We Malayan bears, oh, sorry, Malayan, not Malaysian, are petite, the smallest bear in the world. It's not about the size of the bear. I know. It's, no, it's, it's the fact that he looks like he's about to have a durry <laughs> on his cigarette break. Fair dinkum. A hundred percent. He is a dad I, I hate bear. to be the bearer of bad news, Chinese <laughs> wildlife park. Anyway, Sunny Coast Zoo. I'll tell you what. Do yeah. with that what you will. Yeah. Okay? Uh, I'm happy to be. What what animal would you want to dress up as if you were to be in the zoo? I don't know, but I'm just waiting for this guy to uh, release a self-portrait. Thank you. Because a bear has Paw. paws. Do bears have paws? Oh, no, Chinese. They have fists. Oh, she's kind of just got hands, right? <laughs> bears have hands. 
Are you really Googling the bears have hands? How the hell? I think all your investors from, from Wildlife HQ and Australia Zoo at the start of this break are all walking out right now. If you've got to Google whether or not a bo- You've never heard of a bear paw? What do you know? Bears have five fingers on each paw. I'll be damned. See, one of these days, just believe me. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Ellie and Bess. 91.9 CFMs. I think I'm going to have to have a word to the wife when I get home. Uh-oh. Because as you know, Chaney, she was a flight attendant for many years. She was. And I've just read online a story that's come out um, that co- it's common, allegedly, I should say, for flight attendants to crop dust up and down the aisle. As in? That's when you silently let out a silent but deadly and keep walking. So if you see a, a customer you don't like, you just kind of get up next to them and... and does, then... that, does that mean that I'm a rude customer? Because when I go on planes, yeah, I don't know what it is. Probably. But whoever is sitting near me pops off every five minutes. It's probably the staff and they probably hate you. Um, but I'm so nice to I've them. I've paid a lot of money to all the major airlines to um, crop dust you. <laughs> Actually, uh, here's the thing: when they put it out on Reddit, um, it uh, a couple of people sort of uh, got on board, and one of them said, "We don't call it the good old uh, aluminium fart tube for nothing." Oh, gross! I'll never look at a plane the same way again. But the allegation is that oh. um, that uh, cabin crew mm. drop some dirty air next to people who are perhaps not the best customers. Well, so what? Do they just, like, save it up and, like, hold it in until they get to 14G? I'll ask ask Lise when 14G. (laughs) Who's, you know, asked for (laughs) tea and coffee and you can only have one. Exactly. They want a chicken and beef. Well, you can have them and you can also have a fart as well. That is revolting. I don't think that happens. Well, yeah, well, the easiest way would be to bring the wife. She will never admit to it. My wife, there's no she way. My wife would go past the perfume people. Yeah, That's yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But you got it. Well, when you're up there and there's a change in uh, pressure and all that sort of thing, it's time to cut the cheese. Apparently. Oh God, just hold it in. You've only got twelve hours. I love the way you put this in the rundown, and then you get so outraged because we're talking about because farting. It's disgusting. <laughs> hold it in. Okay, if I can hold mine in, you can hold yours in. Can you imagine me? I'd be the worst. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to do it. 13 A's been a real pain in the ass. And then I'd go past and I'd just be like, oh, I need to go to the toilet. Oh, God. 545-11919. We want to know, what do you do to rude customers? If you are in the customer service bizzo or you have been in your past, Mm -hmm. what do you do when you just came across someone who was a rude So I used to work in the post office. Parents owned a post office. One of the biggest things they do in the post office is people pay their bills, right? The old school paper bills used to come in all the time. Mm -hmm. And if people were a real pain in the ass, there's a few things I'd do. I'd make them wait. So I'd just count a little bit extra cash, a little bit of a power move. The other thing I could do is instead of stapling it in just in one corner, the the receipt or whatever, I'd put about six staples in (laughs) so they'd have to pick it all apart on the way home. Just the little things. That's that's the sort of stuff that we're we're sort of uh, talking about. I've got one. Yeah. Because I was a badass when I was younger. No biggie. Worked in retail. And Mm -hmm. this was just when people started to charge for plastic bags. Because remember it didn't used to be a thing. My store was one of the first to do it. And... um, I didn't really agree with that at the time because I didn't know about the environment and whatnot. So I used to just give them away for free. Yeah. But if someone treated me oh, bad, yeah. you better believe they mm. were paying the 10 cents for the bag. When I worked at a bar, I used to pour beers and if the customer was rude, more I would head. pour yep, heaps more head than usual and then they'd get like half a beer. <laughs> Suckers. Um, let's go to the phones now. <laughs> Razor is in Marcula. Did you used to do something to a rude customer, Razor? Yeah, well, when um, when I was a postie, I used to get this uh, one particular bloke, he'd come out and he'd always be whinging and carrying on about, 
oh, you know, about me riding on his lawn and all this sort of stuff. And I said to him, look, I said, I've got to ride on the lawn. This is where I've got to ride. I said, you know, if you don't want me to ride on the lawn, put your letterbox out right out near the road or Fair get enough. a post box. Yeah. Anyway, he used to uh, come out. He was always grumpy, was rude. So he put all these uh, cans across on this on this sort of like uh, string, you know, Telstra rope. Anyway, I used to come riding down there on my bike and I'd see him and I'd just ride straight through him and put his mail in his letterbox and drag Draggy stuff up the road like I just got married. <laughs> yeah. anyway, but what I used to do was whenever I was sorting the mail, especially if it was a rainy day, I'd always get his and I'd always clip it to the front of the, the bag on the bike. So when I ride around, it would get absolutely <laughs> saturated and all stuck together. <laughs> anyway, he, he, he came out one day and he's whinging about his. He said, all my letters are stuck together. He says, I can't bloody open them. And he says, I can't read read these letters and stuff. <laughs> and I said, listen, mate, I said, 45 cents only buys you a stamp. It doesn't buy you a raincoat. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Exactly what we're that after. That is the best. The man from Markula delivers again. Thank you, Razor. Take care, legend. Cheers. I love this. All right. So um, <laughs> you may remember the original statement was that flight attendants walk around farting crop dusting Mm -hmm. next to the people who they really don't like. Mm -hmm. I happen to live with a flight attendant, my wonderful wife, Lisa, uh, flighty of five years, uh, international. Hello, darling. Hi. Come a long (laughs) way from from business class. She's uh, currently changing a dirty nappy or unstacking the dishwasher by the sounds of things. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, it's delight here today, I tell you. Lise, we've got, to, we've got to ask you, I would ask you at home, might as well ask you in front of our wonderful audience, is there any truth in that? Look, I'm sure other people crop dusted. I would never admit um, to that because I'm a lady. Uh, but we certainly had a couple of tricks of the trade. Um, when I was working in business class, um, you obviously on your long haul flights, you, you get to have rest in a bunk. So you go down, um, to the back of the plane to economy and go in and have your sleep. And when you're coming back, you, you just have to make the dash from economy back to business unscathed and you'd get right to the front and someone in that front section would ask you for a, a Coke or a snack or something. And so that you didn't have to go all the way down the back and get it and bring back, you know, it was a bit of a gauntlet. We used to just look at them and say, oh, we've got two hours left to go. And that way you weren't being rude. You weren't ignoring them, but you just misheard them and you didn't have to get them that Coke. I thought you meant you're like trying to shame them out of having the Coke. We've got two hours left. You don't need it, okay? (laughs) You do realise that I'm just, this is like a real sort of almost Breaking Bad moment. I'm just starting to (gasps) realise. This trick has been used throughout my marriage. Yeah, please. Oh, honey, no, you can't go fishing. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and Bex. Here we go. Now, let me just set this up. Um, something happened this morning that I'm not proud of. I'm about to admit it in full. And as is customary here at CFM, when someone mucks up and someone drops the ball on the standards we put out there, they get absolutely filleted, Chaney. And just to show that I'm not immune to it, I'm not some sort of afternoon drive radio star, um, I've That's invited two of the best filleters. Oh, no, check the ratings. Um, uh, 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 two of the best filleters in uh, Big Boss Benny and Taz onto the show. 
Welcome. Hi, guys. Hello, legends. Welcome. I'm just here for the pasting. Let's go. This is a nice <laughs> change. We've been trying to find a way to keep Benny here after midday, and we Quit. found it. All right, guys. Uh, moments ago, um, this was such a big deal and it involved such a big commercial partner. Moments ago, I addressed the media to try and get ahead of the story. This morning, after a quite a refreshing workout at one of the 300 or so locations Australia-wide that... Uh, Jets, 24-hour fitness centres have. Um, I uh, made my way down the road on Aerodrome Road to um, uh, make good on an intended purchase of some pink shorts uh, from Marucci Surf Outlet um, because they're always on sale. I found my ideal pair of shorts. Um, I tried them on and naturally they were at a ridiculously low price that I wouldn't be able to get anywhere else. So when I took them to the counter, um, I was greeted, as I always am, at Marucci Surf Outlet by a young, friendly professional who engaged in some small talk with me. I'm sorry. With me about my day. What happened next, I wish I could take back. You see, a few months back when we tried to get inclusive kids' coin boxes into as many businesses as possible across the coast, Marucci Surf Outlet, along with Kiwana Surf Outlet and Noosa Surf Outlet, all said yes. Uh, and those sur- those coin boxes, as you may know, feature quite prominently the faces of the entire CFM on, on your team. Um, when the young gentleman asked me what I'm doing for work, I pointed to the coin box and said, that's me. Now I know that is literally the wankiest thing I could ever possibly say. And, um, you know, to everyone I've let down, to my mum, my dad, to the Marucci Surf Outlet, I just hope there's a way that I can make things right. Now, any, any questions? Sorry, sorry, guys. Just a little emotional. Sorry, sorry. Obviously, I've been done wrong here, but I oh, throw, you're, I, you're I throw like out... you Chewie from the drive show. <laughs> were you hoping that uh, dropping the fact that you were Bex from the radio uh, to buy your pink Barbie shorts would get you a discount, sir? Mate, it's Marucci Surf Outlet. It's always on sale. You can't ask for a bigger discount than that. Did you get oh, a discount? Oh, dropped another plug. Did I get a discount? Was that a credit? Of course I did. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Mate. Shorts for comment this day. I have another question, sir. Um, do you think that those pink shorts look good on you? Oh, wow. Now we're body shaming. <laughs> no, fashion shaming. Okay, next question. What was the young man's response when you told him? Did True. he go, uh-huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> the worst thing was him and, and the girl next to him suddenly were like, oh, wow. Oh, and really no, like, no, 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 no. Did they then ask for a selfie with you? They were really friendly. <laughs> Hang on, can we go back to the fact, sorry guys, that Ellie Cheney has just potted me about fashion. Can we discuss that at least? I feel like we need an extra Again, 10 minutes. I'm not on trial here. This, this is, is not like, my press conference. This is conference. like Hitler educating me on tolerance. This is out of control. Last mm. question from me, sir. Would you say you are indeed a Massive. Oh. Massive. Oh. I'm very, Whoa. very sorry. Um, I'm very Too sorry. Much, Benny, mate. I feel like I've let you down, you know. we, we What can I say? I'm happy to take a pay cut. All right. <laughs> I'll you take it. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM. I got a text from this man just after it was made official yesterday. Both did a little bit of a dance. Paps is back. Pappenhausen playing for the Falcons. Flano, are you excited or what? I am pumped, Bex. I am pumped, mate. It's going to be awesome to see uh, Pappy back on Sunshine Coast Stadium turf. We didn't think we'd see it uh, again, or with a Falcons jersey on anyway. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be great to see. How good. Now, I heard he was tossing up between two teams, right, to come back and play for. How did you guys win the edge? <laughs> oh, well, he's, he's played for us. We were the team that he played for before he made his NRL debut. So, we've obviously oh. got a very good relationship with him. But we just, there was... 
there was a chance that he might have went to the other Melbourne Storm feeder team um, if we weren't going to make the finals. But, uh, yeah, it's all worked out, and he's uh, he's pulling on the Falcons jersey. So yeah. It's funny how that works, because I, I didn't realise earlier in the year that there are a couple. There's uh, East Tigers, I think, as well as the, um, as the Falcons in terms of feeder clubs for the Storm. Mm. Um, so, for example, yep. when Tarek Sims, who's recently enough played Origin, pretty good Nick, uh, he has to come back through. I was texting you going, oh, my God, how good are we going? And you're like, he's, <laughs> he's going to play for, for East. <laughs> we, we got stuffed yeah. on that one. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, they all they all get split up at the start of the year. So uh, obviously, half the squad are aligned to East, and the other half are up here. But um, yeah, it's great to have uh, Paps coming back, and looking forward to, to seeing him. So there's obviously everyone speculates. You know, oh, he's only going to play a couple of minutes. He's only, yeah. you know, but I mean, I know you're not the coach, but uh, where is he now? Is he is he in our, our vicinity, or when does he when does he make it to the coast? Uh, he'll get here on Friday afternoon along with the other Melbourne Storm boys. So he'll be here for our captain's run on Friday night and yeah. then I'll line up on, on Saturday. But, yeah, look, he'll definitely be starting at fullback. We're not entirely sure how long he'll play. He certainly won't play the whole game, but uh, there'll be... He'll come with some instructions from the Melbourne Storm and how long we can play. But yeah, look, first and foremost, we you know we're, we're not expecting him to come out and um, have the game of his life. He, he, yeah. He's going to be pretty nervous, and I'm sure. Um, yeah, like I said, first first and foremost, we just hope that he gets through however long he plays, and um, I'm sure that he will. We're um, looking forward to. I it. love how Flano talks about they'll get some instruction from the Melbourne Storm as they you would as <laughs> a multi million dollar property. I think the instructions will be don't effing break him. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, how bad do you feel, Flano? This is like <gasps> borrowing your dad's Ferrari, isn't it, Flano? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, that'll uh, be the first instruction, I'm sure. But uh, we will certainly be uh, abiding by the rules, but. Like I said, uh, yeah, we just hope that he gets through the game unscathed. And uh, from all reports, he, he's, the last three or four weeks, he's been absolutely uh, killing it down in training in Melbourne. So he's ready to go. And yeah. I was texting last night. He, he's, he's pretty excited. So, just drop uh, that in. Should be, just drop that in. That's a bit cute, <laughs> isn't it? goes late night texting. That's adorable. Flano can. Late night texting. Yeah, yeah that's it. Sna- <laughs> Snapchatting Pavanhausen. Send me knee pics. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, it's this Saturday. It's the Falcons v. the Jets. It's at the stadium. There's still tickets available. i got to tell you, it's going to be some sort of a game. Flano, very exciting. Congratulations and uh, see you on the weekend. Yes, 5 o'clock this Saturday. We'll see you then. Ellie and Bex. 91.9. Real simple one here, folks. Five four five double one nine one nine. Let's get involved. What have you lost off the roof of your car? Certain young lady. Let's just call her my wife, Lisa Tui. If anyone's listening. <laughs> also, let's just call her your wife. Isn't she your wife? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying you know? to be. I was, trying, I was trying to be cheeky. Yesterday, I took off for work, and then I got a call from her half an hour later. Now, my wife is that person who has certain things like, you know, her phone will be immaculate, her sunglasses will be immaculate, etc. She keeps stuff in their cases. She's that type She's of very person. Very organised. The opposite to me. Yeah, good for you. I was pretty happy yeah. that her sunnies, her relatively new sunnies, took a departure off the roof of the car. <sighs> we think they're somewhere, somewhere on Nicklin Way. And you're the person who's lost how many pairs of sunnies this year? Three? At least four? three, yeah. yeah. So, so were you like, I was like yeah. <laughs> no, darling, you get Have whatever you want. Too. Get whatever you want. <laughs> want to know right now, give us a bell, 545 Have you ever put something on the roof of your car and then driven off? Yeah, let's go to Sandy and Donnie Brooks. Sandy, what happened to you? What did you leave on the roof? Um, my wallet. Oh. <laughs> Not your wallet. Did you... everything in it and didn't even realise I'd done it. I got a... I thought it was in my handbag, but I put it up on top and sort of thrown my handbag across into the other seat and then 
not grabbed it and um, didn't even realise until I got a lovely call from the police station. Some lovely man had seen it go flying off, the cars scattered across the road and into the, the um, grass along the side. He risked life and limb to collect it all. And this is the days when we still carried car seeds, and this was a couple of years ago. And um, he put it all back in the wallet, oh. took it to the police station, and the police rang me and said, anything, something? <laughs> I was like, how lovely. Yes. <laughs> How good is that? I, I blame the cost of living because I know this was a couple of years back. If your wallet had been heavier, it would have stayed on the roof. <laughs> what? Is well, that's a good point. If like, she'd had more cash. More cash in it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> things are too expensive. Thank you, Sandy. Appreciate it. Now, um, speaking of things you don't want to have on the roof, this particular gentleman this morning was a winner of uh, one of our Lulu & Co. diamond rings from the Under the Pub Diamond Edition. Am I right about that, Chris from Doonan? You are. How are you going this afternoon? Oh, Very well. How's, how's it settled in that you are the mayor of Blingtown? Tell me you haven't left well, that on the roof. I'm, I'm sort of a gobsmacked. It wasn't the ring on the roof I lost. Oh, it, was a, it was a kayak. What? <laughs> of course it wasn't a ring. <laughs> this is, oh, is we, this a roof rack situation? Because that's my biggest nightmare. A roof rack situation. Oh. We went paddling as a family. And on the way home, we um, I had a strap left over. And I thought, nah, it'd be all right, not too far to go. And um, on one of the bends coming back into Doonan, we lost the kayak off the roof, now oh. known as Kayak Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You know, I, I'm just guessing here, Chris, but I reckon what's happened, Chaney, is that when you were tying it down, obviously you noticed you had one left over, a very male thing to do to go again, yeah, no, no, it'd be right. Did you, when you were tightening it down, tap the ratchet strap and go, that's not going anywhere? <laughs> I did, uh, oh. twice. Oh, wow. And yes, it went somewhere. Your luck has definitely turned around. Just quickly, take us through how it felt this morning to get a phone call from uh, Jules and Seamus and to score a diamond ring. It was amazing. Totally unexpected. And um, I can't wait to actually get into Lulu and Co and pick it up. It's it's a great feeling. Just don't put it on the roof, mate, on the way home, whatever you do. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Legend. Thank you, Chris. Great story. Love that. Uh, Brettie is in Yandina finally. Brett, what did you lose off the roof of your car? Uh, g'day, mate. Yeah, look, I can do one better than your wife, Sonny. My wife, a couple of months ago, asked me in the mean, in the middle of putting the dog in the back of my ute if I could put her handbag in the car. So I put it on the back of the tornado cover and, um, yeah, oh. drove off. So her handbag, her purse, her sunglasses and her phone were all in there. We keep our lives in our handbags, Brett. You, oh, God, that is yeah. the worst thing to lose. I reckon, uh, Brett, I was just going to say, um, it's not just a handbag uh, that's gone uh, off the uh, the tonneau cover of the car. It's probably tissues, Vaseline, hand sanitizer, hair tape, elastic. Yeah, a, hel- a healthy snack in case you <laughs> get peckish business cards, <laughs> breath mints, medication, combs. F- fancy being the dog. Like, What's I, going I was going to say, was, was the dog safe in all this? Yeah, look, dog's fine. I think technically it was her fault for giving me the handbag. <laughs> yeah, true. That's, you're right. It's on her. <laughs> Good on you, Freddie. Thanks, you. Thanks, Goldard. mate. It's great. Glad to see you're still Thanks, alive Dave. after that happening. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. See ya. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM.